0: Welcome to the Insight Through Experience podcast, a podcast created to provide information about what life is like inside the most specialized special tactics organization in the U.S. Air Force. In these episodes, we'll be bringing you the experiences from many of our experts, ranging from our human performance optimization staff, our combat mission supporters, as well as our special warfare operators. Our main objective with these podcasts are to provide the listener with a unique look inside our culture of excellence, in hopes that you will make the 724 a future career goal. Now sit back, relax, take some notes, prepare to hear from some of the Air Force's finest. Thank you for joining us on the Insight Through Experience podcast. Welcome back to the Insight Through Experience podcast, everyone. I hope you are having a great week. This week finds us staring at the attribute communication and why communication is so important inside our culture. Now, let's just take a quick rehash of why we're talking about attributes and what our attributes are. Well, the obvious reason we're talking about attributes is it's what our organization values in our people. So the people who are working here, the people who we want to hire in the future, our attributes are our true north, our north star, pointing us to what success looks like in our people. So that's why it's important. Not only is it important to us, though, I would argue it's important to Aspect WAR in general. So all the operators are the future operators who are coming through the pipeline down at Lackland. These are the same type of attributes you're going to get measured against as well. So if you're on the outside looking in thinking, man, that sounds like something that I want to prepare for and maybe throw my hat in the ring and try to become a special warfare operator. like These are the attributes that the pipeline is going to measure as you're going through. So understanding what these attributes are, understanding how to get better at them, understanding what books to read and just how to improve yourself. And do nothing but serve you well. So, here at the unit, we use five attributes that we measure all of our applicants against, whether you're support or operator, when you come through our assessment selection process. Those attributes, in no particular order, are problem solving, interpersonal effectiveness, communication, drive, and stress tolerance. And these are the attributes we're discussing in these five episodes. We've already looked at problem solving, we've already looked at interpersonal effectiveness. This week we're staring at communication next week we will be drive and then we'll round it all off with stress tolerance and stress tolerance is really interesting because our stress levels and our ability to tolerate that stress stretches across the other four attributes and affects those as well. So we'll round it off with stress. And last but not least, before we get into communication, I would just offer if you have or know somebody that's looking to make a career inside of Av-Spec War. Share these podcasts with them, let them hear these attributes, let them find our website or help them find our website and all the documents we have hanging on there. We have some amazing documents that folks should be on there reading, especially when it comes to the mental performance side of the house. And I will tell you, I've got tons of emails and messages on places like LinkedIn from businesses who are pointing their employees and their customers towards our website and some of these documents because they're that good. So go to the website, do some research, click on those selection or ANS preparation document tabs, and you'll find some great info there. All right, enough with the housekeeping. Let's get into communication. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this, I just want to take a couple of minutes and just have a, a loose conversation about some of the roadblocks that we see that I've experienced throughout my career when it comes to communication. So I've revealed in the past episodes that I'm an introvert by trade. Communication can be tough for me at times because my stress level, I, I get really anxious as I'm moving in and I'm having to engage maybe a senior leader or a team leader or a ground force commander. So I always struggled with that. Um, that stress level would then overtake my prefrontal cortex, which is where you're trying to use your analytical thinking and your rational processes and made it just made communication really hard for me. So, What I had to do and what I trained myself to do over the years was rehearse, practice, have somebody listen to my pitch, throw out some questions back at me that the ground force commander or somebody else may have. And those reps gave me the confidence to go in there and it reduced some of that stress so I could communicate more clearly and effectively. Some of the other struggles, that we have that we're going to talk about today is people won't assess their audience well enough. And what I mean by that is they go in and they they dive way too deep into the details or they just skim over a lot of the important pieces and in doing so that commander doesn't have the context to understand what you're talking about or make a decision on it when you're done talking. These are just a few of the things that I've struggled with myself and I've seen others struggle with inside our community. And again, the special tactics world is one where you are usually in a room with decision makers and you're the only one in that room that has the details and the information on your subject, on your critical skill. Nobody else in that room does. So you being able to communicate that effectively is so critical. You can be a great problem solver. You can have great interpersonal effectiveness skills. You can be good at stress tolerance. You can have all the drive in the world, but if you can't communicate your thoughts effectively, When the time comes, then those other four things don't do us much good. So that's why communication is so critically important to us up here. So that's what this episode is going to be about. How are we going to do this? We're going to, again, start by defining it and give you what our expectations are during the ANS process. It's what we do every week. We're going to pull that right off the website. We're then going to build a foundation to build off of, and that foundation is going to be built by the book, Brief, Make Bigger Impact by Saying Less, by Joe McCormick. So from Joe's work, and Joe knows soft very well, He's he's been around our community for years, he understands our communication struggles, so from his work, we're going to pull three pitfalls that he's seen in soft members trying to communicate, and then three suggestions he gives us on how to communicate more effectively. Intermingled in there, I'm also going to give you some Peer feedback comments like we did last week that that highlight what the peers saw in each other's communication ability, some of the pitfalls, some of the areas of improvement, but also some of the strengths that they saw in each other as they were coming through. So now that we have that outline in mind, let's go ahead and define communication and give you our expectations. All right, so all our attributes and expectations document that's hanging on our website. Communication, the ability to express thoughts and ideas to convey information effectively and influence others. Again, that's that broad general definition, but here's our expectations. We expect that candidates can communicate effectively, both written and verbally, in congruence with their rank and experience. We simply want to witness each candidate's ability to organize their thoughts appropriately and deliver their messages in proper volume, pace, and tone, regardless of external circumstances. We also want to witness a candidate's ability to actively listen and recall information. So I think a good place to go next is let's just look at some common pitfalls that Joe has identified in our community when it comes to communication. So those three pitfalls are over explaining, under preparing and not getting to the point. Now, those sound commonsensical and I would argue they are. Once you start uncovering most of these communication pitfalls and good communication techniques, you start realizing that this is common sense. We just don't practice it enough. All right, so let's tackle these individually. So, over explaining. This is common, uh, something that we see at ANS a lot. What I think the failure is generated from is the communicator not assessing who his audience is. Is it one person? Is it a few people? What are their backgrounds in the information that they're about to give? And they'll often come in and just go verbal diarrhea all over the guy instead of really assessing what information does he need to make the decision and not giving him a whole bunch of details that he doesn't need is going to cloud up the communication. So for example, if I have a Navy ground force commander and we're on target and I see something developing as his JTAC on the scene, what I shouldn't do is go over to him and just start describing all the munition changes I want to make and how the and my methodology, how I want the aircraft to come in, the angles, All of those, it's just all nonsense to him. What he needs to hear is what's the headline, what are the details at a shallow level enough for him to make a decision, and me being ready to answer any questions that he has so he can make a decision. Now, if I do my job right and he does his job right, then we should be able to come to a quick agreement. Now, I might not always get what I want, but if I'm at least presenting him the information in proper communication... And he has the data he needs to make the best decisions and if he's making the best decisions then more than likely he's going to give me what i need to do my job to make him successful and our force successful so we can all accomplish the mission let's look at the opposite side of that if i'm over explaining to him all that's going to do is cloud his mind is going to force him to ask me more questions it's taking his focus off of whatever he should be focused on in the moment and distracting him which is not where we want the ground force commander to be when things are hectic on target so again, clear communication that's at the level that's appropriate for the person you're talking to is always going to be the best solution and give you the best outcome. Now, in his book, Brief, Joe talks about levels of detail. So your level one detail, that's just a surface level details. Think of a movie trailer. That's just enough for you or your audience to get the idea of what you're communicating. Sometimes that's going to be enough, especially if you've worked with a ground force commander or a team leader or one of your teammates long enough that might be enough communication to get what you need level two details is when you're just diving under the surface a little bit and you're just bringing out a couple of aspects that might clarify some of the points that you're trying to make level three details those are those when the person that you're talking to has zero idea about what you're talking about you're having to go really in-depth to get your point across but that's also going to be very time-consuming so the problem we see at a and a lot are people will come into a room when it's time to engage somebody in an event. They will start giving level three details to people who only need level one details to make a decision. That's some of the pitfalls that we see in selection and why we're making this podcast to help you prep prior to coming. The next big fall Joe identifies is under preparing. For a lot of the communication that we do inside our soft world is you're going to have a little bit of time to prepare. So while I'm doing that preparation, again, the first thing I should be doing is understanding why I need to communicate, understanding the person or the audience that I'm communicating to and closing those gaps. What do they need to know to make a decision or to take away the piece of information that I needed them to take away? Now, there's never going to be a definitive guide of how much preparation is enough i think that's very personal and you need to do a lot of introspection and understand what your weaknesses are like i told the story of you know I'm a pretty anxious person introvert i know what my weaknesses are going to be when i walk into a room so I, I need to rehearse a lot i need to trim down the fluff out of my presentation and focus on the main points A couple of level two details that just dive below enough so they understand what I'm talking about and give the audience exactly what they need and nothing more. Now, maybe one of the biggest underpreparing pitfalls that we see in selection is we will give you tasks and events and you'll have time to work on these. You'll have time to prepare your communication before you walk in and present that to your evaluators. And what we see a lot of times are, are guys just don't prepare enough. They will come in. We'll just start asking questions, trying to poke holes in their logic a little bit. And you can see that it was only just thin or skin deep. And as soon as you scratch the paint a little bit, there's not much hiding underneath. So you have to make sure when you're coming up here, if you want to be successful, is to do some research. Take it seriously. Make sure that you can answer some questions, some hard questions that are going to come back at you just the same way that a ground force commander is going to ask you hard questions or the commander or anybody that you're communicating with are going to come back and and try to pick holes in your argument you got to be ready for it so that's going to take work on your behalf during selection to make sure you're prepared and the third pitfall joe talks about in our community is never getting to the point now we have traditionally always heard bottom line up front which is a good theory. Joe would argue that we rarely ever do that effectively in our community. So it's very important obviously in our world the ground force commander our leaders our teammates none of us have time to listen to the long level three details. We need the bottom line up front and we need just enough details to where we can action whatever you need us to action. Now we see this pitfall play out at selection a lot and maybe the best way to describe that is We'll have them in We'll have a candidate in an interview. We'll ask a specific question and they'll start giving us their answers. And the next thing you know, we're in some level three and even a bunny trail, not even level three anymore. We're down some other path. And by the time that they stop talking, even the evaluators have to look down and try to remember what question that they asked Because the answer, the headline of the answer was never given. The bottom line up front wasn't given. Uh, We just went down some level three road. It made no sense. So now that we touched on the pitfalls, let's look at active listening real quick because that is part of good communication and something else that a lot of people struggle with at selection. So when we say active listening, especially in ANS context, but in life in general, what we're talking about is you being able to listen to what is being presented to you and you being able to process that information and then respond appropriately. Now it's no secret at selection, you're gonna be given a lot of instructions and some of those instructions have a lot of information inside that's gonna come at you fairly quickly. So being able to quieten the mind focus on what's being told to you sort out the important pieces of the information let go of the pieces that aren't important are all going to serve you well let me relay some real comments from peer feedback that we've received on communication over the past couple of years so these are actual comments that candidates wrote on each other when it comes to communication all right, so first candidate, he communicated effectively using tone, pace, and volume. He even communicated well over the phone. He overcommunicated when he needed to and used trust but verify to ensure his team understood the information. He would actively listen to teammates well and provide thoughtful responses. He had a listen to understand instead of listen to respond attitude about himself. Those are good. Those are some good qualities and we hear inside that description of how he was overcoming some of those pitfall tendencies that we were talking about earlier. All right, here's the next candidate struggled with effective communication, slow to respond to questions that required in-depth thought can carry conversations easily, but needs to work on public speaking. So the slow to respond to questions that required in-depth thought, sometimes it's a good thing. We often hear that, hey, you should take a pregnant pause after being asked a question so you get your wits about you so you can come up with a clear and decisive brief and succinct answer. What this one's talking about though is during an event when They should have had the information readily available they would be asked a question and then there would be this giant weird pause um, where you could just tell they were racking their brains trying to come out with it i think stress was a problem um, as well so and that's also important to note that some of these attributes are going to bleed into each other again that's why i'm saving stress for last so we can look at that bleed over and see how it affects other things and if we can control our stress it really helps out a lot of these other attributes all right here's another good one Communication was a strength. He communicated very clear and concise with the same tone throughout the process. His logic was very easy to follow and presented logically. He was able to hear the input he was receiving and respond quickly in a manner that was easy to follow and showed critical thought. All right, next candidate. If he were to improve active listening, I think he would have phenomenal communication. There were times he would comment during a problem set without understanding what was just communicated to him. Last candidate. He's a quieter individual, but when he does speak, it's not talking just to talk. His message has actual helpful information and it's genuine. He could speak up louder. He could improve his presentation skills and learn to be more charismatic when briefing. So again, these are just how peers saw each other as they were going through our process. And really just good sounding boards for you, wherever you're at personally, kind of help you understand what we're looking for and what each other, the peers are looking for. So you can start improving on those before you get here all right i think we built a pretty good foundation looking at what the definition of communication is our expectations looking at some pitfalls that joe identified throughout his time interacting with us and soft looking at some real world examples from peer feedback i think now it's time to give joe's suggestions on how to make your communication more clear, more brief and more effective. So it's important to note, none of this is mandatory when you come to a If you have your own process that works for you, use it. These are just suggestions for those who uh, don't look at this every day and are really just st- need a starting point of how do I get better at communicating effectively? So three suggestions that he gives in brief. So the first tip is to map your message before you start. So outline your thoughts, do a quick mind map on paper. List your main points, list your supporting points for each, and then study those and figure out what's important and what could be cut out. So really when I'm doing a mind map, I'm, I'm getting really detailed, like down to level three details, but I'm always trying to cut out all this, the fluff. So it's important to figure out what you can cut and what you can't. Second tip, lead with your headline. So that's going to be the one statement that drives home the intent of what's about to follow. What's the point of your communication? So always look at it like this. What is it the point? Why are you saying it? How does it work? And so what? If you can get all those and include those with your headline, you're going to win. And the person that's listening to you, you're going to capture their attention so they understand what they're about to focus on, what they need to focus on, and what the intent is for them at the end of communication. And Joe's third tip would be trim away the excess details. We've already talked about this a little bit. And let me give you it an example of it. Let's shift away from the military context and look at sports real quick for an example of this. So if I'm a quarterback and we go to the huddle and, I'm, and we're about to do a pass play, I can give my receivers just enough information for them to let them know what I want. So it might be a pre-planned pass play, but I need them to make a couple of adjustments for the predicted defense that we're about to see. So really I'm not going to Explain step-by-step how they should run their routes. I'm going to give them the overall standard play that we have practiced and then give them just enough details to the tweaks that I need them to make. And really it's a good analogy because there's things waiting on that quarterback the play clock's running. You only have 25, 30 seconds uh, to have the ball snapped. The defense is going to change. So I may even have to alter it during pre-snap communications. So again, just get out what you need to get out. So the receiver has exactly what they need to execute or to make a decision. All right. So the question we got to tackle before we end the podcast is how do you prepare? What's the best way to prepare to become a better communicator and get ready for a So on the website, this is what our preparation suggestions say. So to prepare for communication, we suggest take every opportunity to obtain some public speaking time, whether that's around some friends at work or to a bigger audience or your peers in leadership. Additionally, seek feedback from your peers, leadership, and maybe even your spouse on how well you communicate. Let them know why you're asking. Give them a verbal grade sheet to help them formulate their feedback and grant them permission to be honest and forthright with, without fear of reprisal from you. Books that we suggest, obviously brief, make bigger impact by saying less by Joe McCormick that we've already talked about. The book, Just Listen, by Mark Golston. The Tongue and Quill. I know everybody probably like rolling their eyes when I say that, but if you honestly look through that book, it has a lot of good tips and techniques on how to actively listen, how to speak, and how to write better. And last but not least, How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. That's a classic, but a good one and can absolutely help help you formulate your message a little more effectively and get across the message that you're trying to get across. Okay, folks, that's it for this week. I hope all of you gain some benefit out of this, especially if you're looking at coming up here in the near future, definitely want to listen to these, um, start trying to improve yourself a little bit. And when you come up here for our ANS process, it'll just take the stress off of you, make it a little bit easier and you'll actually get a whole lot more enjoyment and professional development out of the process. We all need to work on our communication, especially this guy. And I'm pointing back at myself right now. Like my tendencies are I'm very long winded. I over explain things like just knowing this about yourself can help you dial in your communication better. So no matter where you are in life, these tips should help you out. All right, again, we're going to have some links on YouTube down in the description. So if you're listening to us on another medium, go to YouTube. So you can click on those easy links to the books, to the links to Joe's work. And anything else that I think about putting on there as I develop the description box. So hope everybody has a great week. It's going to snow out here in North Carolina tomorrow. So fingers crossed we don't lose power again. But life is good. We will see you all next week on the Inside Through Experience podcast where we'll be talking about drive. See you all.